we'll just do an interview if that's all right. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, you know, when you and I were talking during the course, I had approached a couple of our growers, you know, as we were doing the ladders to do the dry runs with, with people I was comfortable with. With what we found out that we weren't expecting, and I mean, it wasn't anything earth shattering, but just multi-generational farms, what the priorities of the young versus the old for. I approached Jimmy Marks, who is my immediate supervisor. He's VP of sales and marketing. We were talking about it. And since then, we actually said, well, let's do this on a bigger scale. We're going to change it up rather than us probing and like this, which we're still going to do. It's going to break down into, tell us about your farm. How will this tell us know our customer's farming operation? Then the second tier is how well do they understand John Deere technology? You know, you know, are you comfortable with what you're using like this? But then the third tier was we sat down and said, okay, what can we help you with? And what do we need to do better? Or could we do better? And, you know, it's really funny. There wasn't any earth shattering. Oh, you got to change this or that. But it was little things that would enhance the customer experience. You know, man, I would love when my tractors delivered this or, you know, when I'm doing this. And so we're just taking these notes down because we weren't expecting these answers, but we'd never asked those questions before. I love that story, Chuck. I, uh, and that, and you said that was kind of inspired by uh, some of the discovery and laddering that you put uh, together in the program. Well, after we got through doing the laddering or got to the later stages, I'm one of those. I was like, okay, I'm either going to crash or burn, or we're going to see what's going on. And so I went to two of my growers to be my guinea pigs because I knew we could have a casual conversation. Both of them, when we got done, said, you know, this is the most interesting conversation we've ever had with you as the dealer, where you were asking us questions about more than just, okay, does this tractor fit this operation? You know, you know, we're talking about technology and operations center where we want to be in 10 years. You know, how can we both work together for that? And so when I saw those reactions, I was like, okay, we got something here. And so, like I said, that's why when I was explaining to Jimmy and what had happened and showing him my notes, he was like, we got to expand this. It's a terrible way to say it, but we know, but we don't know our customers. We and think we so, do. <laughs> you know, well, everybody, even, even the salesman, you know, Scott, if you're my customer, I know that you got this size farming operation and you have this tractor, I'm going to come out and visit you because this tractor fits this and your tractor is X years old. But the reality is your goal may be, hey, I can't afford a new planter, but my main concern is I want to boost my yield. Is there things I can do to boost? So I come out to your farm and I'm selling you on this, and I may sell you this tractor, but the reality is from your standpoint, from your business standpoint, maybe we should have had a conversation about upgrading your planter or you know, these type things, you know, the key is understand your priorities and let's match them. You know, how can my organization help you meet your short-term and long-term goals for your business? And we've been having those conversations and it's, 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 you get some interesting reactions from the farmers when they're like, you know, 
you're supposed to just be coming out and telling me what tractor I need, not asking me, you know, how, you know, what are you happy with on your farm and what do you wish you could do better? It's not rocket science. And the funny thing is, as I've worked with dealers around the country in the ACE program and, and through other activities, and actually, uh, you know, same same thing, uh, working with uh, crop protection or feed companies on the livestock side. And it's almost like you wake up one morning and you try this and then you realize, oh, there was a, a different level of knowing them. And when I start thinking about trust and that idea that when I focus on them, as opposed to my products, we have a different conversation. It just, it opens them up a little bit. Is that kind of how you describe it? Exactly. Well, you got to realize as we're talking about the ag industry and more specifically, you know, as it related to our course was technology. We're in a great time. Technology is evolving at a rate that's unbelievable. But because of that, we have an interesting dynamic now on those farms. And that's that you've got a dad that's mine in your age. We've got a son that can be anywhere from 25 to 38 and that son more than likely went to a university and has an ag degree. So consequently, his perception of where he wants to see the farm versus the dad's can be very, very, very different. And to understand the farms and like this, you need to understand both those perspectives and how, how we can mesh something that doesn't excite the young and offend the old or I guess better would excite the young and overwhelm, you know. Well said, yes. But when you look at the technology, that's going to be a game changer. Give it another five to seven years, it's going to be dynamic. But it's all in perspective, you know. Those are perspectives that we as a dealer have to look at now. Is the is the value you got out of ACE geared more towards understanding those multi-generational farms, or is there something different about kind of how you approach precision agriculture in your dealership that came out of it? Actually, both of those plus one more. We geared this class towards precision ag. And when we went to the growers, we were directing it towards precision ag, and we got very positive results and insights. But then when we looked at it in a broader picture, it was like, we need to apply this to the dealership, you know, to our locations. And this is a broader conversation than just technology, you know. And so that's when we created this survey and went out to our three tiers of growers was to get their perspective, not only on technology, but how do we as a dealer meet their needs? And, you know, are there needs or knowledge that we can help you understand better? This conversation, yes, it's great for technology, but this is a conversation dealers really need to have with their customers to understand the big picture so we can better service that customer and meet his needs. You know, that's the biggest thing we've came out of it is it started out as a technology project, but it has evolved into this is going to help our dealership. 
It's going to help our customer satisfaction. It's going to make coffee shop talk a lot more positive, which is going to create more customers for us. All because we were just interested enough to ask questions and understand. ACE is, is bigger than just technology. If applied correctly, a dealership will see the benefit of it across the board. Uh, I, I'm loaded up with uh, questions here. The first one I'll ask is a real practical one, which is, I appreciate that and I believe that. And actually, that's what people are telling us is that it's broader than that. Uh, on the other hand, this is John Deere. And what they care about is that engagement score. Does it change? Exactly. Does Ours it change? steadily moving up. And actually, uh, coming into this year where we'll be measured, it's one of the factors that will be judgment for your dealership. We were significantly lower than the national standard when we started. Um, we haven't met it yet, but that hill is not going to be as steep as it would have been if they had done it last year. Let's put it that way. But what it causes, again, when we were talking to our not only our customers, but our salespeople, was making them understand the value of this beyond just, okay, if we do this, we gain our acreage and we, you know, we get to check this box. It's more important than that. This this is something that helps us understand, like we were talking about, the easy button is I'm going to sell you a tractor. Uh, if I do my homework, that's not the obvious thing that will benefit you the most, which in turn will make me that much more of a trusted advisor or confidant for your organization. Yes, has it done our score? Yeah. But has it made us a better dealership for our customer? Absolutely. And I think that's more important than, than the engaged acres is, to be perfectly honest with you. If you do one, the other will follow. <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, Chuck, uh, you and I got the same color hair. <laughs> uh, and uh, and not everybody in your dealership does. How has this gone over with some of your peers in the dealership that you've uh, worked with? It really goes back to kind of with the ladders and assessing your, your people because you have different personalities within the dealership. Now, what I found, the guys that tend to be the younger, they're still learning the business. They tend to be a sponge. But the key is you're trying to teach them equipment as well as the finesse that comes with this. Uh, just like in the ACE program, when we were talking about change, those guys that are very successful tend to be type A personalities. Those at first were, Chuck, I don't have time for this, blah, 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 blah. But as you go by and have coffee one morning and, and just take a different tact, just like we talk about the program, you know, Hey, have you ever thought about this? Hey, I was talking to so-and-so, did you know that, you know, this information and, and they would go, no, how'd you, you know, how did you get at and asking the right questions? And it's not the questions, you know, that typically you would ask. And so you get their attention that way. If you can't go in the front door, you go in the back. So, <laughs> Hey, that's the story of my life is uh, uh, I rarely am let in the front door must be on account of how I look, but, but, but sometimes I can sneak in the back one. Uh, maybe we better not go with that analogy. That might get me in trouble. That doesn't yeah, sound no, uh, <laughs> But 
But like I said, but that's just it based on the, you know, if a guy has been selling tractors 15, 20 years, is very successful at it, he's comfortable doing what he's doing. And and to a degree, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes a, a dealership great. But like we were just saying, and, and if you have the right conversation with those people, the world is changing. Agriculture is evolving. We have to ask more questions now so we can make sure we have the right. We got autonomy coming within the next couple of years. A certain group is going to want that, but there's going to be a lot of people interested in it. Which one of our customers has the capability today to take that and run with it? That's a very narrow group. A lot of people are talking about it, but it's going to be a very specific group that you're going to have to approach first and the other guys you're going to have to be politically correct and avoid the conversation, <laughs> at least for a little while. And, did, and all that comes through ACE is understanding how to know these customers. Did, did auto steer start this same way that there was a yep. few folks interested in it and, and others said, I'm not paying for that. I know how to drive straight. Oh God. I wish my father were alive today. My father sold fertilizer and chemicals for 40 years and we had a spreader business. I kid with him and said, when I went to college, he sold it because he lost his free labor. But I can remember a conversation we had in the mid-90s. And this was when you didn't have auto steer. You just had the light bar on the front of the thing. But you could very well variable rate lime down in Georgia and Florida. And research was showing this is very positive technology, but you had to charge more per acre to spread it. And dad was, I can remember the conversation like it was yesterday that, it's too expensive. Growers aren't going to, this technology won't evolve. It costs too much. And I would love for him to have watched the evolution just so he could shake his head because the same thing that 20 years ago was too expensive or too outlandish today is common practice. You know, section control, variable rating. 10 years ago, that won't make me any money, blah, blah, blah. Now you will not plant a field without section control. It's proven what it'll, you know, not necessarily save you, but it, you will not waste. Auto guide is the same way. The next evolution of that is this autonomous tractor or some form of it. I'll admit when I look at the price tag, it's, it's, it's not going to be deep, but that's because I'm looking at only one part of the picture. You know, you look from a, a John Deere dealership, this sea and spray ultimate. If you just look at the price tag, God dang, a sprayer is expensive enough, and we're going to tag this much on top of it. But then, again, you look at the broader picture with your chemical savings, with the efficiency, like all of a sudden, you know, based on the size of your farm, this isn't that big a hit. It's going to pay for itself. You know, break even is a lot sooner than you think. And you've got some landlords, too. That may exactly. look at that and say, you know what? If you're not doing that on my ground, I, I, I'm not letting you farm it. Exactly. So it's, you know, what we flinch at today, tomorrow, is going to be no big deal. And, you know, using Arctic A and steering a tractor, I put the first system in, in South Georgia in the mid-90s. One tripod one tractor, $86,000, but it paid for itself that year in efficiency. Wow. 
Well, we had a good tomato and pepper market that year, so they increased. <laughs> but having said that, we saw how we were picking up land. You know, we were getting more rows per acre. Okay, let's fast forward now uh, 25 years. You order a tractor from the factory, unlock the RTK and ready to go. It's costing you $19,000. That's a far cry from 85, you know. So a lot of what we're seeing today that, hey, yeah, it's going to be the innovators that are going to break the ground on it. Over the next five to six years, once it's in the market, it's, it's going to become accepted and it's going to be less money. Well, I can make 100,000 of them versus 100 of them. Economies of scale. That, that's that's it exactly. And you got some folks are going to say, yeah, it's six rows. It runs 24 uh, seven and I don't have to pay uh, labor. Uh, that's a, that's a, there's, there's different models out there and we're going to exactly. see it. But again, it comes back to what we're discussing. Um, my guys down in the Valley understood their, what they wanted to do and how they wanted, you know, the roadmap they wanted to get there. And because of that, that's how we got this company from California to come down and, and talk to the growers. Now I didn't understand a word of it because this thing has, 10 microprocessors that are NASA grade. And I'm like, we're not going to try to fix it. I don't got electrical <laughs> engineers. I got mechanics, but. <laughs> yeah, but well, ser service is a whole other thing, Chuck. Oh, yeah. And we can sell it, but we ain't got a guy smart enough to fix it. So <laughs> they'll be flying one of those NASA engineers in. <laughs> Well, I got one last question for you if you got time, Chuck. Uh, yes, sir. And that is um, if. If uh, if somebody were thinking about taking this ACE program, uh, for, first off, who who do you think would benefit from it, and and why do you think they might ought to want to do it? You know, y'all, Purdue and and John Deere directed this towards um, the IS or technology people at first, and I agree with that, and kind of will pat myself and the other IS managers and like this, we have to be a more of a progressive thinker because of what we're selling, you know? Okay. But having said that, this course is a course that will benefit. Technically it could, it could benefit service managers uh, and like this to have these conversations, but they're not on the front lines every day. But I would say to expand this course as a, a into the sales training for for salesmen, and especially for like your general managers and and like your marketing managers within a dealership, because the whole key for us to expand our markets and grow our business is to understand our customers, and this gives you the opportunity to do that at a deeper level than we generically have done in the past. You know, so to me, yeah, IS was a great first group and it's still a great group to target, but I've seen at our dealership, the benefit far exceed, you know, far expands outside the IS group. Chuck, I, I don't know if, 
if people uh, let you know adequately the kind of gold that comes out of your mouth. Uh, <laughs> but you got a way of putting things that I just think is fantastic. And, uh, I, you know, if 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 nothing else, uh, I'm just happy to get to talk to you again today because it is fun to talk with you. And I really do appreciate you sharing your your experience. And I, I love you guys are uh, doing well down there and it doesn't surprise me at all, but I, I just, it's fantastic to hear. Well, one of the key things and, and remind people of this and when they do it, you know, one of the single biggest things that I benefited from was, you know, if you hopped in our room, you heard part of the conversation, but when we broke off into the groups of the, you know, six to eight people and all of a sudden you got six to eight totally different personalities and perspectives approaching whatever the question was that day. I think all of us learned a, a tremendous amount from the side conversations. <laughs> you know, there's a peripheral benefit to this that far beyond it because far beyond just what you're teaching, you know, and to me, and I think a lot of the guys, if, if you ask them, that was as much of the benefit as the base knowledge that y'all gave was perspective after the base knowledge. I love that. It It is an important thing that we recognize in, in the program is that while we know the content, y'all are experiencing it every day. And when you can share those experiences and uh, with other guys who are doing what you do, and you've got some of the content that we talk about. And so that drives what some of that conversation looks like. It's meaningful conversation. It's efficient, even though it's not a program that, I mean, it's, it's an investment of time. I, yes. I, I, I guarantee. And we don't hide that. We are, we are trying to actually make that a little bit better for this next time. Cause it is a lot, but, but that learning from one another is, is a really important part of the program. Even in that online environment, you can have some of those conversations. Exactly. Well, I'll let you go. I appreciate you giving me a few extra minutes there, Chuck, but great to connect with you and I hope we'll get a chance to do it again soon. Absolutely.